only have one verse this morning. It's found in verse 6. And the Bible says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you that your words are sweeter to our taste. And they are really sweeter, O Lord, than a honeycomb. And so, Father, this morning, I pray that uh, as we feast on your words, it will land on a soil that is fertile, ready to receive, not only to receive, but also it will grow into their hearts and bear fruit. And Father, we thank you for your very presence in our midst this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in the past few days. We know, Lord, that you are with us and in us. And so, Father, we are here this morning glorifying your name because we know, Lord, that you will continue to bless each and every one of us. And so, Lord, I pray that you will <clears throat> make your words today uh, be heard. And Lord, we thank you that we can pray for those people celebrating their birthday, especially Nanai today. Thank you, Lord, for her life. I pray, Lord, that you will give her more years to come so she can serve you in a way, Lord, that is pleasing into your sight. Not only her, Lord, but those people who are celebrating their birthday this coming week and also anniversaries. Father, I pray that you will do the same. Use them, O oh Lord, as they walk in this world and show other people that uh, they are Christians and share the good news to other people. Father, thank you also that we know you listen to our prayers. Praying, Lord, for those people who are not feeling well, I leave them up to you. And Lord, I leave up to you, Brother Weatherford, uh, <clears throat> uh, Sister Remy, uh, Nanay Aida, Tata Irene, uh, Lord, I know that there's a lot of people here who are not feeling well. Be with them, O oh Lord. Stretch forth your hands. And Lord, I pray that you will make them well and nothing is impossible with you. Those people who are struggling with their emotions, spiritual lives, O oh Lord, struggling, O oh Father, I pray that they will grow in the grace and in the knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ. Use your words today, O oh Lord, so that their faith will be established. For this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I read a story about a young man, and this young man named John, he received a parrot as a gift. So the parrot had a bad attitude and even worse vocabulary. Every word out of the bird's mouth was rude, obnoxious, and laced with profanity. John tried and tried to change the bird's attitude by consistently saying only polite words, playing soft music and anything else he could think to clean up the bird's vocabulary. Finally, John was fed up and he yelled at the parrot. The parrot yelled back. John shook the parrot and the parrot got angrier even even more angrier, ruder. John, in desperation, threw up his hands, 
grabbed the bird and put him in the freezer. For a few minutes, the parrot squack, kick, and scream inside the freezer. Then suddenly, there was a total quietness. Not a peep was heard for over a minute. Fearing that he'd heard the parrot, John quickly opened the door to the freezer. And the parrot calmly stepped out onto John's outstretched arms and said, I believe I may have offended you with my rude language and actions, and I sincerely remorseful for my inappropriate transgressions, and I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and unforgivable behavior. John was stunned at the chains in the bird's attitude. And he was about to ask the parrot what had made such a dramatic change in his behavior, but the bird continued, I saw a turkey inside. May I ask what the turkey did? You know what? <laughs> Talking about chains. <laughs> uh, we, we don't change when we don't experience such terrible things in life, right? When everything is smooth and calm, it's okay. But when we experience trials, testings that we cannot really comprehend, that's where we change. It's like the parrot. He saw the turkey inside. Someone has said, the only thing that is constant is change. By the way, the title of our sermon this morning is Knowing the constant God. We're doing a series about the attributes of God. Because I do believe that when we understand very well the attributes of God, when we come to worship, we worship the Lord differently. And so this morning, we will be looking at knowing the constant God. And so, or unchangeless God. And again, someone has said, the only thing that is constant is change. Now, uh, I know some of you already heard the song by Jose Marichan, and he wrote a song, the title is Constant Change. In that song, he likened us like a cloud. We are like a cloud, changing forms. Oh, yes. We're like clouds, changing forms. Before our very eyes. The point is, of course, the change is normal in human life or in human affairs. In fact, we get suspicious when things stay the same for too long, isn't it? If you know an individual, they don't change, they're not growing, there's no progression, we, of course, are so suspicious. What's wrong? What's happening? But think about this. With God, the opposite is true. It is his unchanging nature that is the foundation of your faith and my faith. That's why here in the book of Malachi, it says that I, the Lord, do not change. You see, when you finish reading this verse, it says, oh, Therefore, you are not consumed. I want you to think about that. 
He said, I, the Lord your God, do not change, and therefore you are not consumed. In other words, when the Lord changes or will change, just like you and me, we will be consumed. But the good news is this, that the God that we worship, the God that we serve, He doesn't change. And therefore, we are not consumed. I want you to think about what the Lord said. The great London preacher Charles Spurgeon, he was driving through the countryside when he noticed a weather vane on top of a farmhouse. The windscreen on the weather vane had these words written on it, God is love. Curious about such an unusual inscription for a weather vane, he stopped and knocked on the door of the farmhouse and inquired, I just had to stop and ask about your weather vane. Do, do those words, God is love, mean that God's love changes as the weather changes? And the farmer replied, Oh no, what we mean is that whichever way the wind blows, God is still love. Whichever the wind blows, God is, is still love. Regardless of which way the winds blows, God's love never changes. Amen. And that applies to every aspect of his nature as well. You see, the unchangeableness of God's nature is referred to by theologians as his immutability. So when you hear the word or read the word or read the word immutability of God, meaning God is constant, unchangeless God, he's still the same. He never changed. That is immutability. And so this means that all God has ever been, he will forever be. Not only will he not change, but also he cannot change. Remember this, God has no beginning and no end. He does not evolve and get wiser and wiser over the eons of time. Do not equate God with us human beings. We, of course, evolve. And we need to progress, but God, no. You see, God is often referred to us as a rock in the Old Testament. You see, referring to his stability and unchanging nature. And this is what the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 47. The Lord lives. Praise be to my what? To my rock. Exalted to be my God. The rock of my salvation. See, the picture of rock is, is his stability and also unchanging nature. Uh, we human beings, uh, we need to change. And human change is one, is one of the three ways none of which apply to God. What are the three ways in which we change? Number one, we either get better. <laughs> we need to get better. When a person is getting better, that is change. And we applaud that individual. When we see changes and the change is getting better in his life. 
Number two, we get worse. But this is the thing that we don't like. <laughs> Instead of us, you know, getting better, we get worse. But this is exactly true to other people. They don't get better, they get bitter, as other people say. Third, we are moved by some influence or force acting upon us. These are the three human chains, but none of those changes apply to God. For him, to change would mean that he got better or worse, which would deny the doctrine of his perfection. Because he is perfect, he cannot change or be moved. Uh, you know what? Uh, we, we are living in an era in which change is occurring rapidly than any time in, in history. Uh, here in Arizona, we see a lot of changes. And here in Arizona, our life is becoming more faster and faster every day. We moved in here in 1996, and this Alma School Road is just two lanes. Now it's four lanes. There is no 101. There is no, you see, the US 60, it's only on the power road. That's the end of it. There's no 202. There's no 303. Arizona is moving faster and faster. Last Monday, we pick up Alan. Uh, he arrived 7 in the morning. When we pick him up, I notice that, you know, our freeway, freeway are just like freeway in Los Angeles. Rapid changes. Some people are actually blaming their illnesses in some cases of not being able to cope up with the rapidity of change happening around them. People are grasping of anything they can to try to stabilize themselves in our rapidly changing world. For those of us Christians, if you, are, if you know you are a Christian and you are a child of God, listen, we don't need to grasp for anything else. Why? Because God is more stable than the rock of Gibraltar and Mount Everest combined. He is the rock of our salvation, never changing and never moved. This is the thing that we need to know and understand that the God that we serve here at Philam International Baptist Church, He never changed. That's why you don't need to grab anything. You don't need to grab your, 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 your money in the bag, anything that you think you can be stable. No. You just need to grasp the God that we worship. Amen. You become stable. A lot of Christians are not stable because they are not 100% clinging on the solid rock. They're being swayed. We need to understand this. That God is our rock. A picture of stability. And he never changes. Central passage of scripture on the unchangeableness of God is found in Psalms 102, 24 to 27, and I will share it with you. So I said, do not take me away, my God, in the midst of my days. Your years go on through all generations. In the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work 
of your hands. They will perish, but you what? Remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them and they will be discarded or discarded, but you remain the same and your years will never what? End. Have you noticed these words? It comes from the word of God, from the wife, from the Bible. And when you put this into your hearts, oh, your life will be stable as well. Why? Because the God that we worship and the God that we put our faith, he will remain the same. That's why he said to the Israelite in the book of Malachi, I, the Lord, never changed, so you will not what? Destroyed. Be destroyed. Ironically, the scripture is just as emphatic about the fact that Christian changes dramatically as it is about the fact that God never changes. For instance, <clears throat> this is our changes, okay? Three steps changes. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, the apostle Paul wrote that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new what? Creation. All things have passed away, behold, things are what? Have become new. And this is what we call fundamental change. If you've never experienced change of behavior, character in life from inside, you need the Lord. Every individual here who wants to change their behavior, you need the Lord. Why? Simply because you cannot change yourself. Only the power of Jesus Christ living in you can change you. That's why Paul said, therefore, if anyone in, is in whom? In Christ. He never said that if anyone is Baptist. No. He said, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. This is what we call fundamental chains. This is the very foundation of every Christian who wants to change for the better. Do you have a, an attitude or character that you want to get rid of it? And you can't do it. Search your heart first. Because you can't change yourself. Only the Lord. Through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, you are a new creation. That's fundamental change. That's a definite change. In addition to the fundamental change, there is incremental change as Christians. And the Bible says, but we all are being transformed into the same image from what? From glory to glory. In other words, this is what we call sanctification. God sanctifies us. He is making us holy every day. You see, don't expect that when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, your chains will be overnight. Some, it's overnight, but a lot. Generally, it is incremental change. But we all are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. 
That is incremental change. After putting our faith and trust in the Lord, the fundamental change, this is the second. This is what will happen to you. And God uses your troubles, God uses your trials, God uses your mistake so that He can change you from glory to glory. It doesn't mean that you will be perfect. No, you still commit mistakes. That's why there is this 1 John 1.9. We need to confess our sins. But the moment that we are, of course, justified, God already, you know, forgave us of all those sins. But in the meantime, we still have the capability to commit sin. Number three, change. And this is what we like, okay? This is what we call ultimate or final change. What is this? This ultimate and final change all Christians will experience when Christ returns for his own. We shall not all asleep, but we shall be we shall all be changed according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So when the Lord returns and summons us to himself, we shall leave behind our mortality and be changed into immortality. We will be like him as we see him as he is. We will not be like God, okay? But we shall be like him. The Lord will give us a glorified body. Okay? All your problems physically, when you have this glorified body, all those things will just vanish into a thin air. Why? Because you are now changed forever. And this change it is eternal. It is not temporary. Uh, we will not take medicines anymore to maintain our health. Isn't it wonderful? And so this is the third ultimate change. And so we upload those three changes, our changed nature, our incremental spiritual changes, we grow spiritually, we don't shrink, our ultimate transformation into beings fit for heaven. This is you know, the immortal body is, uh, <clears throat> uh, we call this the body in, in heaven. And that will be our body. And so, we know there will be the inevitable loss uh, of our spouses, loved ones who leaves us in a timely fashion. And this changes, listen, these many changes that we don't look forward to, some Loss of our loved ones, loss of our spouse. They live in a timely fashion, as well as those events and changes that occur in an untimely fashion. Those things are inevitable. And those things we don't like. Nobody wants those things. Lose your loved one your spouse, your children, your child. Nobody wants those things. See, things we don't expect and wish would never happen. It is, listen, it is in the midst of those changes, the ones that brings heartache and perplexity that we need to cling to the unchanging nature of God. What I'm saying here is this. As long as we live in this world, those things that we don't expect and don't like, it happens. And we call those changes as well. What will you do? 
it is in the midst of those changes that we need to cling on God. Throughout our lives, many changes will happen. But when we put our faith and trust in the Lord, He will be our anchor and we will remain secure. There are five reasons. Five reasons God's unchangeableness can make us secure in spite of the changing world. Number one, because God is constant, His vows are constant. In other words, His promises are constant. Here is a key verse of scripture on this point. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. The word of God says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should what? Repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, will he not make it good? Think about this verse. Because God is constant. Because God never changes. His promises will never change as well. They will be constant. God's immutability means that not one of the promises, not one of the 8,810 and 748,7 of which were God's promises to humankind, these promises will never be forgotten and unfulfilled. Why? Because what God says, He stands behind forever. How many promises do you memorize and know and claim? Remember, uh, I just said, there are 8,801 promises in the Bible, and 7,487 promises came from the Lord. Do you know one? I will share some of the promises. And, and these promises will, will really help us. And number one, in the book of Hebrews, this is a popular verse. God will never leave us or what? Forsake us. Now think about this. We just read Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. You think he will lie? When he said to you and me, I will never leave you, do you think he will lie to you? No. Nor a son of man that he should repent, as he said, and will he not do? Yes, he will do it, my dear friends and brothers in the Lord. That's why when you constantly worry about your life, about your future, about your health, go back to this simple verse, but profound verse. Because he said, I will never leave you, nor what? Nor forsake you. The problem is not God. The problem is us. Another promise is this. Jesus will come again and take us to himself. Oh, yes. How many of you are ready that the Lord will come back soon? You know, coming of the Lord, we don't know. It's any moment. It's called imminent. Any moment. It will be during, during the celebration of Nana's birthday, the Lord will come. Isn't it wonderful? He will surely come. All the news, all the things that you hear, those are 
we call those birth pangs. He will soon come. Another promise, Matthew 28, verse 20. Jesus will be with us even to the end of the age. You see, uh, Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then you just connect 28, 20. Ah, you know, that promise is to the ends of the earth. He completed it. He did not just say, I will be with you. I will never leave you and forsake you until 2022. No, it says, I will be with you to the end of the age. So, because God is constant, his vows are constant. Those favorites of mine should be your favorites as well. <laughs> if you are tempted to worry about life, just go to that verse. Or stick that, stick those verses every time you open your refrigerator. You will see those verses and be reminded of the promises of God. You know, Again, because God makes a promise, He will do it. But we human beings, when we make promise, we, we what? We break, we break them, but not God. Uh, don't, don't liken God to your friends who made a promise and broke those promises. God is God. When He promised, He will fulfill. Number two, because God is constant, His plans are constant. See, which do you think is more likely to stand the test of time? Man's plan or God's plans? Uh, we know, of course, the answer, and it's, it's based in the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 21. There are many plans in man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will what? That will stand. So we make plans, you know. Uh, <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 24, verse 14, the Bible says, I, the Lord, have spoken, it shall come to pass. Uh, some of you have probably seen the movie uh, Ten Commandments, the epic movie Ten Commandments. Pharaoh often said, so let it be written, so let it be what? Done. But that's just a movie, and Pharaoh was just a man. But when God speaks something, it will indeed come to what? Come to pass. So one, one of the most famous passages on the changeless purposes of God is found in Isaiah chapter 46, 9 to 11. And this is what the scripture said. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times with what is still to come. I say my purpose or plan will stand and I will do all that I please. From the east, I summon a bird of prey. From a far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. Plans and purposes are good. But no one can guarantee they will succeed when we make plans. Writing plans, writing mission statement, vision statement, uh, you know, they, these, these are, these are uh, vogue in our today's society and many companies. 
and they are worthy of what we call discipline to follow. But as hard as we try, we cannot guarantee the outcome of what we plan. Oh, we were hit 2019 and 2020 by this COVID. And I do believe as many companies, many individuals enter 2019 and 2020, they have a visions and plans for the future. Good plans. <laughs> but what happened? What do you think? What happened? Instead, their plans being fulfilled, many businesses, they close. And this is what the Bible is saying. You know, we make plans, but the plan of the Lord will what? Will prevail. Probably, personally, you had a plan 2019 and 2020 to make your life better. But the sad fact is, you can't do anything. You see, thing that happened to us 2019 and 2020 it proves that there is someone who is always in control and not you. And this is what the Bible says. When it comes to unchangeableness of God, because God is constant, his plans are constant. You know, God has a di different plan for those companies, for you individual, for me individually. <laughs> and his plan is much better than you and me. Amen. That's why we need to continually trust in the Lord. Number three, because God is constant, his provisions are constant. His provisions are constant. Because God's provision flows from His unchanging promises, His provision is unchanging as well. And look at James 1.17. Every, uh, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes from the Father of lights with whom there is no, listen to the word, variation of turning or shadow of turning. Meaning, the God who gives gift to you and me is constant. He never changed. Who was the God who heard the prayers of Daniel in the lion's den? Who is the God who heard the prayer of Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace? Who is the God of Paul and Silas in jail? In Philippi. Listen, he is the same God that we worship today. Many times we think that when we read the scripture and God answers those, those people's prayer in the Bible, the Bible character, we think, oh, it's because, you know, they're in the Bible. No, they're just human beings like you and me. They have faith in the same God that we worship today. When Elijah prayed for rain, the Lord answered him. And if you will read the account in James, he said, Elijah was human being just like you and me. And because God is unchanging, listen, for those of you who are worry warts, 
His resources are as available to us as they were available in the saints of old. When we recall what God did for the heroes of the Bible, we need to remember that God lives in the now of our needs. At the same moment, he saw and met Daniel's need. He sees and is ready to respond to our prayers for help as well. And so, remember this. There is no us and them when it comes to God's provision. He is ready to meet our need at any time. Amen. What God would do, or would it do to call on someone, or what good would it do to call on someone whose character and nature change with the situation or circumstances? See, the only reason we call on God with confidence is this, because we know that with Him there is no shadow of turning. And that's our confidence. And that's why we are Prayerful. My question to you is, are you prayerful? Do you constantly commune with God every day? Or do you just commune before the table? It should be every day, any moment. God will listen to every need. All we have needed, according to the song, His hands had provided, great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Number four, because God is constant, His personality is constant. What do we mean by this? You know, uh, sometimes uh, when, when probably your children want something to you, uh, if they have a project or they want to buy something, uh, they will talk to you with flattery of words uh, or they will do things. <laughs> they will clean the house. Uh, they will wait for you to have that mood. <laughs> if you're moody, they will not uh, approach you because they know when they ask something, <laughs> <laughs> they will wait for you to calm down. <laughs> but remember this. We don't have to wait until God is in a good mood. Amen. <laughs> or wait until he's too tired to resist. <laughs> or batter him up with flattery. We, we don't have to accumulate, we call this brownie points. By having our quiet time every day for the whole week, you know, have you done that? You, are, you know, you want something for the Lord and you are so faithful doing your quiet time Monday until Saturday. <laughs> until you get what you want. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Okay? Uh, or give a large offering Sunday. Or 
going to regularly our Zoom meeting. Remember this. God is always accessible to you and me. You don't need to wait until God is in a good mood. God is always in a good mood. Amen. You know what? The reason why you think God is not in a good mood because you did something. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> You're afraid to approach it because you did something. <laughs> but remember this. He is always accessible. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ, can you say it loud? Say it with me. Can you read it with me? Ready? Begin. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Past, present, and future is the same. That's why in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, also it says that we can approach God with boldness. Amen. With boldness, we can approach the throne of His grace. And He will be merciful to you and me. See, isn't it a blessing to know that God's personality is an eternal rock, solid rock, as the rest of His nature? So that's number four. Number five and last. Because God is unchangeable, because God is constant, His prophecies are constant. Now, uh, think about this. You know what? We will, uh, as a pastor, I would, I, I would be unfaithful if I did not mention what will be, for some, a dark, dark side. This is the dark side of God's unchanging nature. And what is that? Yes, it's true that God's vows, plans, provisions, and personality are constant or unchanging. But, listen. It is also true that his prophetic words about those who do not receive his promise and provision of salvation through Christ remains fully unchanged as well. You see, the same God who says, I am with you always, he also said these words, the soul who sins shall die. The soul who sins shall die. A prophetic word. But is there a remedy for this? Oh, yes. You see, the Bible says we are all sinners. Romans 3.23, we cannot deny that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But also in Romans 6.23, this is what the Bible says. For the wages of sin is what? It's death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yes, the soul that commits sins will die, and that is eternal death, spiritual death. But there is a provision for this. Paul mentioned this as well. Wages of sin is death, spiritual death, eternal separation. He's not talking about physical death here. He's talking about when you die, you will be vanished eternally from the presence of God, and the place is called hell. 
Why? Simply because we are sinners. And the Bible is clear that there is a gift to avoid this. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, for us to avoid all these things, the penalty of our sins, we need to accept God's provision. And that gift, of course, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to come to Him. We need to surrender our lives to Him. We need to say, Lord, I give up. Decide today to follow Him 100% in your life. In, in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 37, this is a good news. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And this is what Jesus also said. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Oh, yes. That's the reason why he died on the cross of Calvary, because he loves you and me. And then he said, whoever comes to me, I will never Drive away. Prophetic words. If you're not sure about your salvation today, the fundamental change, if you're not sure about that, it's not yet too late. Probably you are here every Sunday. You're not sure about when you die, you'll go to heaven. Make sure. Because these words are true. These are prophetic words. If you miss this, you will miss the eternal life that God is offering to you and me. If you are waiting until the last minute of your life to consider accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, hoping that God might change his mind about sin, or hoping you can talk him in a different perspective, this morning, I encourage you not to do so. God is as immutable and trustworthy in the hard things that he says as in the graceful. See, since no one knows when the last moment of life will be, only God knows. I urge you today, I urge you to receive the gift of salvation, to receive the gift of his son today and become an inheritor of his promises which will never change. This morning, I hope you are encouraged because the God that we worship is an unchanging God. Amen. I hope you are blessed because in knowing that we worship an unchanging God, it's easy for us to walk in this dark, problematic world because we cling and this God that is like a solid rock, unchanging God. Amen. Probably you are already a Christian today. And, and you, you know why? You're, you, you, you are shifting like a sand. Will you commit your life to the Lord today? And 100% says, Lord, yes. I want to be committed to you 100%. I want you to bow down and I want you to pray silently. Talk to the Lord. Pray. Talk to the Lord. He knows your heart anyway. Conceal everything. Don't hide everything. Open it to the Lord today. Whatever bothers you today, I hope our message today about the God that is constant 
will help you face our future with confidence. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words today. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance coming from your word. We learn, indeed, that you don't change. We praise you, Lord, for that, because if you will change, we will be destroyed, as you said. Lord, you are so, so good and so loving to each and every one of us. Many times, oh Lord, we, we are not faithful to you. We ask that you forgive us. Many times, oh Lord, we still put our faith on our own ability, our own understanding. Please forgive us. But Lord, this morning, you revealed to us that we just need to cling on you because you are our rock. Speaks of stability and firmness, oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I know, Lord, that children prayed. I pray, Lord, that you will answer their prayers and help us, oh Lord. Also, we talk about our own personal changes Help us to change for the better and not for worse. Help us, O oh Lord, to every day change from glory to glory so that our lives will be pleasing into your sight. Thank you, Lord, for loving us unconditionally, for this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.